Hey everyone, and welcome to Theana Money, where we seek to help the good man leave an inheritance to his children's children. This is Jeremy, the host of Theana Money. So this is the second Redemptive Lens episode of Theana Money. If you missed the first one, I released it back in February, and these are occasional episodes I'll do on the off weeks, the weeks in between episodes that are more devotional in nature. I intend to be doing a uh, them more frequently than uh, twice this year, but maybe in 24. I will release them uh, more frequently than this, but I want to release one this week as we are coming up to uh, Christmas. The next episode of Theon Money will release right before Christmas, so this is the last week I could release a Redemptive Lens episode before Christmas. And so this one is going to be kind of related to that. It's a concept that uh, I don't hear people talk about that often. My friend Dustin from the Christ and Capital podcast had mentioned this a couple of years ago on his podcast. And then uh, I was talking about this concept this past Sunday at church with my friend uh, Matt Fleener. And uh, there's something I wanted to share with you all. And so the miracle of barren women and how that's like a precursor to the incarnation. I wouldn't exactly call it a prophecy because it's, you know, not like Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent or a prophet like but greater than Moses, or, uh, you know, a descendant of David, anything like that. But uh, it is kind of like a type or a shadow to uh, Mary and her virgin birth of Jesus. As we look throughout the Old Testament, and then also right at the beginning of the New Testament with Elizabeth, we see these barren women that, by the miraculous hand of God, come to have children. In Sarah's case, not only barren, but had she not been barren, past childbearing age. And uh, it is downright miraculous. This isn't just something we call miraculous just because we want to use the term miracle, but it is legitimately miraculous for a woman who is physically unable to bear children to, by the divine intervention of God, to have children. And as miraculous as that is, and it is, I've said that like four times so far, a married barren woman having children is a less miraculous than uh, Mary having uh, Jesus while still a virgin because of uh, the Holy Spirit overshadowing her and giving her children. And so I want to look at people we see in the Bible who, these women who are barren and yet have children, thinking of them as like types and shadows of Mary while still a virgin conceiving and giving birth to Jesus. So there are a couple that are directly in the Messianic line. So we see two in the book of Genesis, two barren women having children who are in the Messianic line. Sarah, the wife of Abraham, and Rebekah, the wife of Isaac. In Genesis 16, 1 and 2, we see that Sarah is barren. She has had no children. That's when we have the whole issue with Hagar and uh, everything there. Many of you probably already know that account. If not, read the book of Genesis, the whole thing. I know it's somewhat long, but it's just a really great book. I mean, you know, there's a lot of answers in Genesis, as Ken Ham says. And so 
God miraculously gives Sarah, who was not only barren when she was younger, but was well past childbearing age at 90 years old, gives her the ability to conceive and give birth to Isaac. And then Isaac's wife, Rebecca, is also barren. Genesis uh, 25, 21 tells us how uh, Rebecca was barren and Isaac prays to God and God eventually allows Rebecca to conceive not only one child, but actually twins, Jacob and Esau. Jacob being uh, the one in the messianic line, his name later being rechanged to, or sorry, changed to Israel. And that's where we get the Old Testament nation of Israel. And, you know, from the same man is where the modern state of Israel gets its name as well. The 12 tribes of Israel. 13, if you count Levi, because, you know, the whole Ephraim and Manasseh thing. And then, uh, so those are a couple in the uh, Messianic line who were barren women that God miraculously gave the ability to conceive. Then we have others who are not in the Messianic line. Uh, Rachel, Rachel, Jacob's wife. I don't know exactly if she was barren or if she just struggled to conceive at first. Genesis chapter 31 and 2 talks about her having uh, no children and becoming jealous of her sister Leah for having children. So I don't know exactly was she barren or did she just struggle to have kids but it wasn't like a miraculous work of God to have a barren woman to become pregnant when she uh, had uh, her two children when she had Joseph and then later when she had Benjamin I don't know Um, and also I can't say for sure yes and I can't say for sure no that Rachel isn't in the messianic line of course it was Leah's son uh, Judah Jesus of the tribe of Judah But, you know, there's a lot of generations from uh, when the 12 tribes first formed from those 12 patriarchs until Jesus, when uh, we don't know if uh, one of those uh, men of the tribe of Judah married a woman from the tribes of Ephraim, Manasseh, or Benjamin. Especially after the divided kingdom, when you had the 10 northern tribes and the two southern tribes, uh, most people assume that the second of the two southern tribes was Benjamin possibly could have been Simeon because their cities were dispersed in Judah, but Benjamin seems to be mentioned closely united with Judah. So most people think that Benjamin was the second of the two southern tribes. And who's to say one of the kings of Israel didn't end up marrying a Benjamite woman? Now that's all speculation. We don't know for sure if Rachel through the uh, wife of a man in the uh, messianic line became in the messianic line herself. It's just speculation. But then we have other people in the Old Testament that were barren and were miraculously given children. We have Samson's mother, the wife of Manoah in Judges 13.2. So God gives her conception and she gives birth to uh, Samson. And then later we have Hannah, Elkanah's wife and Samuel's mother. She had no children. Uh, we read about this in 1 Samuel 1.5. The Lord had closed her womb and... Uh, Elkanah also practiced uh, polygamy and caused issues between his wives, just like Jacob had with uh, Rachel and Leah. And Samuel was jealous of uh, Penuel, I believe was her name. And as she prays to God, uh, you know, the whole thing with she's praying quietly, but her lips are moving. And Eli thinks she's drunk and rebukes her for being drunk in the temple precincts. And she's like, I'm not drunk. This is just I'm crying out to God. And then she ends up uh, conceiving and giving birth to Samuel. And then later, right at the start of the New Testament, Luke 1-7 tells us that Elizabeth, the 
wife of Zachariah, he was, uh, or sorry, she, she was uh, barren. And uh, then uh, God gave uh, her a uh, conception and then she gave birth to uh, John the Baptist or John the Baptizer, if you prefer to call him that. And so throughout the Old Testament and right at the beginning of the New Testament, we see these women who are barren and God miraculously allows them to conceive and give birth. And like I said, that is miraculous. Yes, it is. It is very miraculous, a legitimate miracle there. But these women still had husbands to have natural children with after God did the miracle of allowing them to conceive. It is a greater miracle that Mary, though a virgin, conceived uh, Jesus, the God-man, the second person of the Trinity taking on flesh, and that Jesus would be born uh, of Mary the Virgin, of uh, Mary and Joseph uh, not coming together in that way until after Jesus was born. Yes, Mary was not a perpetual virgin. Her and Joseph had other children, Jesus' half-siblings, the children of Mary and Joseph, where Jesus was... uh, Jesus did not have an earthly biological father. He only had a Mary. And so as we were looking forward to uh, celebrating the incarnation here in a week or two from when this episode airs from Christmas, as we are a couple weeks into this Advent season, this um, Old Testament type and shadows that we get here of barren women giving birth, foreshadowing the greater miracle of the virgin woman, giving birth to the God-man. That's just something I wanted to take a moment to let you all think about and ponder and uh, praise and glorify God because of. So that was this Redemptive Lens episode of Theonomony. As we go, I want to remind everyone that the law of the Lord is perfect, sure, right, pure, clean, and true. So go apply that law in light of the gospel of Christ's atoning death and resurrection to every area of life. Merry Christmas and grace and peace, friends. Oh, you said